Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where you take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And we are going into the unknown this week because on the turntable, we have got All My Demons Greeting Me as a Friend by Aurora. Uh, and Dan, your friends are all demons, aren't they? <laughs> well, I do class you as a friend, Will, so that would that would work. So we've gone from a legendary dance pop act last week to a very contemporary singer, uh, singer-songwriter this week with the lovely Norwegian songstress Aurora. That is the beauty of Track by Track, isn't it, Will? Diversity really is in our DNA. It's our middle name. Uh, and this week we're talking about Aurora Axnes uh, from Norway, singer-songwriter, producer... Uh, and she's only 24. Unbelievable talent. So, Dan, tell me about how you first came across Aurora. Yes, I will do, Well, And actually, that's a really good point. We did say last week, KLF was you guiding me up the garden path. This time, it's the other way around. Um, I first heard of Aurora when she did the John Lewis advert with uh, a cover of Half the World Away. And after that, I was... This is when I was reviews editor for a website, and I was offered tickets to go and see her at shepherd's bush but i was already going to a gig i was already seeing empire of the sun at roundhouse that night so i almost forced my other half ashley who you you all know uh, and dom our very good friend i forced them to go and i said i kind of said oh you'll like her she did that john lewis advert i think she's a bit sort of florence kate bush thinking god i really hope they like it the pressure's on and they both came back from it saying it's one of the best gigs they've ever been to and i've always been a bit jealous that i wasn't there for that but i have since seen her live i think five or six times she's an incredible live performer uh, she's released two other albums since this one and loads of collaborations and she honestly is one of my favorite acts uh, around at the minute and as we're going to hear on this album her debut album she is a fantastic composer of it's quite um ethereal in some ways the music but there's a lot of fantastic electronica as well in there which i just know you're going to love i'm a bit apprehensive about some of the ballads will but at the same time i know that you you're growing and uh, you might actually appreciate them yeah i am opening my mind a little bit more new year's resolution maybe it's come from the change in location because obviously i'm now uh, in Bristol rather than London. Maybe mm. that's made me a bit more liberal. Let's hope so. Dan, I have to, uh, I have to just ask you: Was it? Did you see her at Glastonbury one year? Yes, I did. It made mm. me late for. It didn't make me late. I made that decision. Uh, you saw Two Door Cinema Club, and I got there a few songs in because we had to see Aurora. Yes. Uh, was she worth it? Absolutely. Yeah. Good. I think there's always that thing, we, I think we've both said it a few times, if seeing your favourite artist at Glastonbury is just the best place to see them. So it was wonderful. She was in the John Peel tent and it was, yeah, a really great set. Uh, she's also been a featured artist on a number of records, but I'm sure we're going to come on to talk about that. Uh, and the soundtrack work she's also done as well. All part of your Tuesday, track by track. So let's, uh, first of all, before we get stuck in, talk about the album that we're going to be covering today. So we are, as you said at the start, Dan, talking about All My Demons, Greeting Me As A Friend, the debut album from Aurora. This was released in 2016. And I was pleasantly surprised how much I enjoyed this album because I hadn't listened to it prior to 
recording today's episode, or prior to preparing to record today's episode. <laughs> haven't come and in blind. Had you heard any of the tracks apart from Half the World Away? Yes. Oh, good. Come on to that. Uh, so, uh, let's get stuck in, shall we, Dan? Yes, let's. Side one, track one, uh, run away. So that was Runaway, the opening track. What I love about this is that this is an album that is leading you in to this body of work. This is not by any means the most upfront song. This is not the most upbeat song, uh, but it does have a lot of the styles you're going to hear through the album. I think Aurora's voice is just fantastic. And as I said before, I've seen her live a lot of times and it's always faultless. Um, also, we mentioned at the end of the last episode when we was hinting about this this uh, record, this episode, um, Aurora does the voice in Frozen 2, which I'm going to hesitate to guess you haven't seen, Will. No, not not my cup of tea, Dan. Despite the fact that we're going to Disney World together, not a fan. And that's fine. There's lots of other stuff. Um, but the voice plays a massive part in it. And Aurora does that. And she also performed the track uh, live at the Oscars a couple of years ago. Uh, so just giving an indication of of what a voice she has um but i also feel like this kind of as well as it being a pop album as well as i said before there's bits of electronica it's almost sort of um trip hop maybe massive attack just very subtle influences in here as well Mm. yeah i'd love to hear what you think to it will uh just to double back on something first dan i think when we do eventually go to disneyland because the trip has been postponed a couple of times uh due to our old friend covid when we do eventually go, you'll probably be in the kiddies' uh, frozen area and I'll be in the grown-ups' Star Wars area. Yeah, grown-ups. <laughs> uh, what a great time to talk about the fantastic album artwork. Wow. Okay. So just looking at you there on my other screen, Dan, just to see mm. your reaction. But I have to say, I do love the more electronic pop elements that are in the rest of this album. So, and I think this is only the second time on in track by track history where I have done this, where I have said this. I think, it, yeah, it's very rare, but it just for the listeners, it just shows that there's a lot of good stuff to come. Uh, but I'm going to talk about the art might work actually, because that's what I meant to do when I say that. <laughs> uh, so, Aurora is on the album cover. She is a cross between a moth and a mummy. She's Mummy moth. Uh, she's wrapped in bandages and she's got wings. Um, and maybe that sounds in your head whilst you're listening to this a little bit crude and a little bit basic, but it's actually beautiful on the cover, isn't it? It is, yeah. She's, yeah, she's in a, I, I think she's in a cocoon, Will. I think she's going through a transformation. She's going to come out as a butterfly. Yeah. Oh. And she is, uh, she's very into sort of nature and she's quite bohemian in her style and her influences. Um, so it, it seems like a very fitting cover, actually. 
Worth noting about this track as well, Will, this was also the lead track from the Runaway EP, which was released uh, a year before the album, which featured a couple of songs from the album and a couple of other tracks as well. And I should say at this stage that Aurora co-writes all but one song on the album. Um, and also that Odd Martin Skalnes and Magnus Asarud Skalstad, that's all for pronunciation, I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> they are producers uh, and they've worked on all of... Uh, uh, Aurora's albums today and they play in her band and things like that but also Aurora is executive producer on the album so track number two now and this is Conqueror Conqueror there, that is, for me, Dan, much, much more like it. I love that track. It's so uplifting uh, and powerful. This was the first taste I had of Aurora. This was the first track of hers that I heard and made the connection. Yeah, because this was a single released after Half the World Away, wasn't it? So I think a lot of people would have been introduced to her original material this way. Uh, To be honest, for me, I think it was a little bit later. I think this one passed me by, sadly. Uh, thankfully made the connection later. But yeah, I love it. I love how the the verses are so like beat-led and sparse and we were kind of clapping along to them and then the chorus just goes off and it's kind of like all these other elements just added into it. I think it's so... I, I get why, uh, for you, Runaway, you know, doesn't work as a track so much. Um, I think I like it because it leads you in gently. But um, yeah, this is a fantastic second song. Really grabs you. And this was the fifth single released from this album as well. It was very well received uh, when it came out. Obviously, the charts are very different now, so we won't compare it uh, in that sense. No. And to be honest, I think Aurora is, uh, you know, she she does incredibly. Last time I saw her, she played uh, Roundhouse, which, you know, a really, a really good venue. But I don't think that matters to her or to her fans. She's, she's got a great fan base uh, and... You know, I count myself as part of that and it's just uh, a great artist to follow. Now, this song, Will, is apparently about looking for a conqueror when actually the conqueror is you. And I think that's quite a lovely message, isn't it? What an empowering message. Yeah, actually, I think we could all do thinking about that from time to time. Um, when we say conqueror, of course, we're not talking about someone who plays conquers. Conqueror with a Q. Conquering with a Q? What, you mean hitting someone over the head with a... No, no, sorry. Paul Q, quite, <laughs> quite, quite a violent mindset, actually, Will. I prefer uh, two pool balls in a sock. Much, much better. <laughs> Wham. Wham, bam. Thank, Thank you, you Dan. <laughs> oh, man. Same difference. And, Will, I believe that this song also contains a sample of Now We Are Free from Gladiator. Now, I don't remember this song playing in Gladiator. I remember Who's Afraid of the Big Bad Wolf when Wolf was misbehaving. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Happy to Who's your... Do, do, do. Another one bites the dust with the big foamy finger. Yeah. 
my favourite gladiator, uh, well, all the boys loved Jets, didn't they? They did, yeah. Something about the lovely Jets. I think we've had, I know, I'm having a bit of a deja vu now. I think we've talked about gladiators before, haven't we? I was just about to say the same thing, because I think I said exactly the same thing. But Lightning had something about her as well. And Hunter. We do like a blonde. do like a blonde. <laughs> well, they do have more fun. Those Lycra leotards didn't leave much to the imagination, did they? Track number three now, and this is Running With The Wolves. So Running With The Wolves there, this is one of my favourite songs on the album, Will. I just think it's that perfect blend of Aurora's vocal, her influences, and clearly she's influenced by, uh, as I said before, like nature and that kind of thing. But then the electronics, and particularly towards the end of the song, the electronics are just absolutely stunning. Yes, that's why, that's why I enjoy this one as well. I also like the drum beat to it and the strings in there as well. Yeah. And I think I'm, I get real sort of Kate Bush vibes from some of Aurora's things. Um, and, you know, I think it, it, it's almost as obvious as the sort of bohemian, the ethereal, but also just, you know, Kate Bush singing about hounds of love and things like that. And Aurora singing about running with the wolves. I think there's, I'm sure Aurora wouldn't mind me uh, comparing her to Kate Bush and, and assuming there's an influence there. Kate Bush legend. Uh, when are we going to talk about Kate Bush on the podcast? I, I for can't God, believe. For God's sake, Dan. It's getting silly now, actually, Will. Yeah. It's quite uh, embarrassing, we, actually. It is. We'll do it next week. <laughs> we. It might not sound like it, but we are a lot more planful than that. Uh, now, Dan, this was the fourth single and the video for this was directed by James Alexandru. And I was wondering, is it the same James Alexandru who played the original Martin Fowler on EastEnders? Goodness me. I wish I could give you an answer. Are you going to... Do you have the answer? The answer is... Yes, it is. Is it really? It is. Oh, my God. (laughs) I've just literally discovered that. I've just been rummaging through the IMDb, and it is true. It is him. That is fascinating. He's he's directed quite a bit of stuff, actually. He's done quite a few shorts, uh, and this is a video that he directed as well, as well as appearing in 707 episodes of EastEnders. 707? Bloody hell. My uh, my uncle used to think that I looked like him, and so he'd call me Martin Fowler. No, you look a lot more like uh, Dirty Den. But it's probably <laughs> that thing, because of that thing you do with the finger where we're on a video call. <laughs> and more recently, Will, there has been a new version of this released uh, from the Apple TV Plus series Wolf Walkers. Have you seen that one yet, Will? No, any good? Uh, I haven't seen it myself yet. I have heard the song. It's a nice version of the song. Uh, it's made with more uh, medieval instruments. Do you still have your medieval instruments of torture collection there? Have you unpacked that yet? 
Uh, no, they're more industrial, I'd say, actually. <laughs> Futuristic no. instruments of torture. <laughs> Dread to think. Imagine. And also, just to note on this one, this is co-written with Michelle Leonard. Uh, Michelle has previously worked with acts including Paul Van Dyke and Nouveau Riche uh, and some of the Aurora projects as well. Okay, track number four now. And this is a cover of the brilliant Britney Spears track. <laughs> Lucky. This is a story about a girl named Lucky. The thousand time I call him in His earth is mine Before I make the offering Remember all the faces that I've seen Now all the marks have settled on my skin So lucky there, of course it's not a cover. Of course it's an original song. (laughs) Of course. Of course. And this one, well, this is apparently about just feeling uh, lucky to be alive, getting through a a dark time, putting one foot in front of the other uh, and just getting through it and looking around and appreciating things. And I think actually this is a bit of a song for right now. What, March? (laughs) I mean, Lord knows what's happening in March uh, as this episode goes out. We might be in tier eight, I don't know. But I mean, uh, this, this is uh, November 2020, we're recording it. <laughs> I wish we were that organised. No, I don't need to delete the episode before it goes out. <laughs> Just once you've done that, but... Uh, Not so lucky. One too many times. Not Yeah, <laughs> unlucky. Um. But of course, this is one of the more subdued songs. There's not as many electronics in here. It's all about the voice, the piano. Um, yeah. Track number five, Dan. And this is, um, it's snowing outside at the moment. And there's a tit on my tree uh, getting a light dusting of snow. You could call it a winter bird. <laughs> in that track does make it feel quite wintral yeah absolutely i actually think this might be my favorite song on the album will really why just something about the like you said there's a sparseness to it but there's that electronica as well and it just you know me i love winter i love christmas and this just feels like a snowy landscape um, I can almost see, you know, a winter bird. I can, I'm can. i thinking more sort of red robin rather than turkey. But um, yeah, just there's something about it. It, it just is full of imagery and the kind of imagery that I like. Naked men. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a really, I love this in the middle of the album as well, because I think this, it does build up towards this track. Although it's a slower number, 
It is very nice. Yeah. Very powerful. And this was co-written with Johnny Wright, who has written things for uh, Foxes and Freer Ridings, two acts that are also great, but who we haven't talked about yet. I'm sure we'll come on to talk about them at some point on Track by Track, won't we? Oh, we definitely will. This The podcast that never ends. <laughs> never ending story. When are we doing never ending story, actually? Da, 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 the never ending story. So track number six now. And Dan, this is what you said uh, when that night, that drunken night you went into the chip shop to have a chat with the boy from the chip shop. And you leapt up over the counter to try and grab his attention, but then slid down the other side and accidentally put your uh, left hand into the deep fat fryer. I went too far. I went too far <laughs> and kissed the ground beneath your feet. Standing in my blood, it was a taste of bittersweet. So I went too far there. Um, this song, according to Aurora, she said on a BBC One uh, interview, we sometimes go too far for the approval and love of someone else. Is that ringing any bells for you, Will? How dare you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think this is a great, it's a really great mid-tempo one, this one, isn't it? It's not like we've had the real kind of, more heightened electronica of running with the wolves and we've got much more of that to come as well but i love how this one uh kind of plays with a bit of a different sound but still perfectly suited to this collection Uh, i love the build on this track because it just grows and grows and layers and layers it starts off very slow very subdued and then by the time you get a few minutes in it's something much bigger and it's one of my favorites on the album dan i have to say i'm very pleased to hear it i thought it might be um apparently she started writing this one at the age of nine which i do i think i've said this before i as a child i would write songs and write lyrics uh, and thankfully all evidence has been destroyed uh, but i don't think any of them were ever quite up to this standard oh, of course yeah you had that house fire back when you were a kid and you were the sole survivor and you couldn't explain what happened or how you kind of survived it completely unscathed very strange to this day Dan the the case is closed I don't negotiate with love (laughs) now as we said at the start of the episode uh, Aurora is from Norway and there are lots of incredible female Norway musicians around at the minute one we've talked about a lot on the new music drop Moika I'm a very big fan of Moika You've talked a lot about it on the new music drop. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. And I think there's a lot of similarities between her work and Aurora's. Uh, although Moika plays more on the uh, electronic side of things, I would say. But also uh, Sigma as well. Are you a fan of Sigma? I do like Sigma. And I really do think we should put her album. I think I think she only has one. But um, yeah, she, some great songs. And I think as well, actually... Uh, they Aurora and Sigma and potentially Moika as well work with some of the same producers. Something going on. 
And this was another single, Will. This was the penultimate single uh, from the album released in July of 2016. Penultimate single. She almost went too far. Yeah. <laughs> what a lovely thought. Track number seven now, Through the Eyes of a Child. When a human strokes your skin That is when you let them in Let them in before they go I would rather feel alive with a childlike soul with a childlike soul Through the eyes of a child A lovely way to view the world actually Yes, uncynical, innocent, kind-hearted and were you like that as a child? I can't imagine you actually having those. No, I was quite emotionally cold as a child, actually. <laughs> Even more so than I am now. Christ. <laughs> no, I no. I, Dan, I know you can, you, you'll can. cry at anything, but I just, I just can't. I will cry at anything. I watched Titanic for about the 20th time of the day, and I cried like a baby at the end. Didn't you cry at Country File the other week? Oh, it was absolutely heartbreaking. What happened? Adam had to sell his old quad bike and get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Ten years he's had that quad. Oh, how the other half live, eh? Anyway, back to this track. And I don't know why, but it does remind me a bit of, you know, Thank You by uh, Dido. Oh, yeah. I do I know don't... that song. I can't hear the comparison. <laughs> no, That's fine I, because it's... It's personal preference, isn't it? Yes, it's nothing to do with me. I mean, I just butt out. Um, I It'd be get, lovely, actually. Um, <laughs> I get real... Again, I get real Kate Bush uh, vibes on this one. I don't want to make too many Kate Bush comparisons. But, uh, of course, she had that track, The Man With A Child In His Eyes. I just think there are clear influences between the two of them in their styles and what they're influenced by. Um, and again, it's the highest compliment I could pay. A huge Kate Bush fan. I can't believe we've not even mentioned her before, but we will definitely be putting her in the long list, won't we? Definitely. Uh, quite a few legends, actually, that we've added onto our long list recently because there's so much music that we haven't even gotten close to yet. There's plenty, plenty more there. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're going to run out anytime soon. Sorry about that, listeners. <laughs> But this one, I just think, even though it's one of the slower moments, and I've said before, I'm a big fan of the kind of electronica, this is the most stripped back. It's just basically the piano and the vocal. Um, but it's so, so full of emotion. Uh, it's it's sweeping in atmosphere. I feel like it, it feels like it could be lifted from a film scene. A very emotional film scene. Mm. Track number eight now. This is... Warrior.
Also, Warrior there. I always assume that that one was a single because it is just, it's mm. such an anthem. And I've seen it, I think I've seen it live every time that Aurora's played. Um, it's also very personal to her fans. They call themselves the Warriors and Weirdos, um, which, good for them, actually. But um, but it feels like it could have been a single. It feels like it could could have had a few remixes, even. Are you a fan of this one, Will? I am. Uh, Dan, are you a warrior or a weirdo? I will leave that open to interpretation. Weirdo. <laughs> uh, now, I don't want to lean in even further towards the Bush comparison. But again, for me, I really am feeling it. The Bush. Yeah, really feeling the Bush. <laughs> Likewise. Although... Kate hasn't had a hand on... <laughs> I was going to say wrong. <laughs> now, sadly, there's been no collaboration between Aurora and Kate Bush yet, but Aurora did co-write this song with Janice Liffart. Now, of course, we're very professional, and uh, so I looked, did my research, looked into all the co-writers, and Aurora's fans have set up a, a Wikipedia, or Aurora wiki page. Um, so I looked into Janice on there, and the information on there said, there's not much online about Janice, but we do know he writes music. <laughs> well, yeah, I think you could say that quite confidently. So uh, that's a waste of my time. There's not much online about Janice, except they're a human being. <laughs> uh, did you make a note of that? You could actually add that to the wiki page. Human being? Yeah. Well, it's not a given these days, is it? No, quite right. On the song, Aurora said... I call myself a warrior, even though I've never held a sword or anything else that can hurt people physically. Do you call yourself a warrior? Because you often can be found walking around holding your sword, can't you? Well, and there was that terrible time I fell on my own sword as well. Now, although Aurora says she is a warrior, I have to say she does seem like the most lovely pop star in the world. She's got such um a sense of innocence about her and that really comes through on our live shows have you seen any of uh her interviews or anything like that will no i'm going to be sending you some clips later lovey uh do check them out no don't bother because i need to catch up on death in paradise tonight so uh <laughs> i hope a sword is involved in that not your own could be track number nine now quite appropriate actually to death in paradise this is murder song Five, four, three, two, one. Murder song, five, four, three, two, one. There, it's another track on this album that starts off very slow, very subdued, and then just goes ballistic. And there was a point at around two minutes where you said, "Dan, oh, I love this bit now," and it really went to town. Yes, and we'll be sure to include that bit in the thirty seconds because I think that bit is just wonderful and just showcases Aurora as an electronic artist. Dan, is this one of your favourite songs on the album? One hundred percent. Absolutely. Is it one of yours? Yes, definitely. Oh, we're so in sync. Oh, 
So this was the first single released from the album that didn't previously feature on the Runaway EP. So clearly uh, not only a favourite of ours, but the the Aurora team thought this was a great track to kick off the album campaign proper. But you can really see why, because like we said, the, the electronics are incredible, but it still showcases the vocal and also the songwriting lyrically. Lyrically, I've well, not done that for a couple of weeks. That's no, nice. I, I missed that. Lyrically, this is, Aurora said it is a love song, but it is talking about someone killing her. Uh, She talks about, he holds my body in his arms. He didn't mean to do no harm. And he holds me tight, dot, dot, dot. Um, Very graphic, but very well written. And I love those songs where, you know, if you saw this live, if I saw this live, I have seen this live, uh, you'd kind of go mad for that electronic bit, but it's very dark at the same time. And I think sometimes the how rich the sound is could hide the fact that it is quite a dark song. Yeah. Although, just to completely contradict myself, Will, because I do like to do that quite often, I think more often than not when this is performed live, uh, she does an acoustic version of it. And there is an acoustic version of this on the deluxe version of the album. There is. And uh, Ashley, who I said before, has been to see... Uh, Aurora Live a few times and Dom I think they both prefer the acoustic version but for me it's all about the production of this and Will any other murder songs you'd like to shout out while we're on the subject or just any other murders murder on the dance floor of course that song about I just died in your arms tonight oh yeah who was that White Snake was it Cutting Crew they're all the same (laughs) Hair Rock track number 10 now this is We are surviving every time Oh, we are not alive Only dreams inside our minds We are Dan, that song is beautiful. Oh, it's so lovely to hear you say that, Will. As I said before, there was some apprehension about the (laughs) amount of what you could call ballads on this, but I just kind of had a feeling that you would enjoy or would appreciate the production, though. Well, I took a Valium before we were recording this episode just to help me feel a little (laughs) bit more uplifted. And it worked. (laughs) So I'm going to take them all the time from now on. Oh, thank goodness. But I just love the... I, 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 uh. Yeah. So Phyllis Baxter. I agree. I think it is beautiful. I think, yeah, the production of this one is stunning. The bass in it is so, it's just so in your face. And obviously the bass isn't always in your face. Um, but that alongside this, um, I feel like in the middle eight, the atmospheric sort of explode. And again, I feel like there's real trip-hop influences in Aurora Sound that aren't really obvious on first listen, but if you really do listen to the uh, the percussion on this, you can really hear it. Wow, Dan, that's some really deep analysis there that has no place on track by track. <laughs> oh, don't worry, Will. I'll take that out of the final edit. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, interestingly, is the only track on the album not co-written with Aurora. Uh, so this one was written by Daniel Wilson and Thomas Hull. Daniel uh, also co-wrote a song called Home with Joe Goddard from his album Electric oh. Lines. 
And actually, Will, if that's not on the long list, it really needs to be because I think that's a wonderful uh, solo hot chip project. Um, but also Thomas Hull is also known as Kid Harpoon and he co-wrote Shake It Off with Florence and Paul Epworth, uh, as in Florence and the Machines, Shake It Off, of course, of course and uh, Sweet Nothing with Florence and Calvin Harris. Ah, oh, lovely track. Well, both of them are, actually. And actually, I, I said right at the start of the episode when I was telling uh, Ashley and Dom about going to see Aurora, I said I likened her to Florence. I said a lot about Kate Bush through the episode, but I think there's definitely hints of uh, Florence as an influence as well. Track number 11 now, and this is Under the Water. Dan, it really feels like when this song gets going and kicks in, it feels like drowning. Yes. It's very, very frenetic. Yeah, completely agree. It does what it says on the tin. And, uh, you know. Uh, track 12. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would probably say this is the most atmospheric song on here because there's, there's so much going on and it sounds, it sounds weird saying it sounds loud, but because of course you can control the volume yourself but it sounds loud it feels loud it feels big it feels overpowering um but at the same time i love it and will i've got like a, feeling, a man's member <laughs> i've got a feeling you'll like this one as well i do it's absolutely boombastic when it really gets going and it's almost that feeling like drowning of like helplessness like thrashing around with those drum beats Really thrashing good. around like a, a giddy kipper. As we often do when we're listening to some of these songs we talk about every week mm. on Track by Track. This one, Will, was co-written and produced with Electric. Not Electronic, sadly. Um, but not sadly, actually, because it's great. We talked about Electric when they co-wrote Take That's Let In The Sun. Uh, last year they've mm. also written songs that are great that we haven't talked about yet including little mixes black magic uh fleur east's sax and more recently they've done uh, some songs with bts so we're on to the last track of the album proper and this is track 12 black water lilies we dance as we fly the final song on the album black water lily's there lots more water imagery on this one wills she's talking about being on a river floating in uh, and apparently it's based on a dream she had where uh where she was by water and uh, a hand grabbed her and dragged her underwater now that actually did happen to you didn't it it was terrifying i was in my local swimming baths uh and i was on a, a rubber ring 
I was lying back on there and I was just dragged under. The lifeguard had to come in, take off all of his clothes and dive in and rescue me. And did you actually make it all up for attention? Well, he did give me the kiss of life. <laughs> Apparently it Mission accomplished. Half an hour to uh, bring you back around. <laughs> and apparently yeah. afterwards, you even after the kiss of life, you were still stiff as a board. <laughs> well, what do you think to this one? I It's a lovely way to end the album. And I know you might think, well, it's a bit down petering out sort of territory. But actually, the piano in this track is lovely. Yeah, I'm I'm glad it ends this way. I'm glad it doesn't end on a kind of massive electronic crescendo. I'm glad it's kind of, there's still loads of atmosphere there. Her voice is phenomenal, really kind of getting the top end of her range. Uh, the imagery, again, in the lyrics. Um, but yeah, I think it's stunning. And of course, it just ended up paving the way for what was to come next. And it would be remiss of me, Will, not to mention uh, the two albums that came after this, Infections of a Different Kind, Step 1, and a different kind of human step two, both of which got some stunning stuff. I think there's things that you and a lot of our listeners will like if they haven't heard it already. Uh, some really upbeat poppy tracks, some really even more drawn out electronic things. Um, and also, if you do check out Aurora's um, Apple Music, there's loads of covers on there. She's done Walking in the Air. She's done Scarborough Fair. Uh, she's done her own version of Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Uh, there's a new christmas song in norwegian from last year and there are lots and lots of remixes uh, and before we come on to maybe some of that stuff you just talked about further listening uh just a quick word on the album performance so this got to number 28 in the uk album chart very respectable Absolutely. in the current in the current world uh and in a motherland it got to number one. Oh, good bravo uh and reception wise it was Averagely received. Oh, knickers to them all then. Yeah, I don't think it does justice to... The reviews don't do justice to the album. Hmm. But we've got some gas left in the tank, Dan, so let's do some further listing. And I'd love for you to go first. Thank you, Will. Um, Also, not to overuse this phrase, but it would be remiss of us not to hear a little bit of Half the World Away. This was, of course, the song that propelled Aurora into our homes in Christmas 2015. Uh, so, let's have a bit of it now. So half the world away there. Now, of course, Will, if I say royal, you know exactly what I'm going to say. It is the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra that appears on that song. <laughs> no, of course, it is also the theme to the royal family, of which we are both big fans. And if you are a fan of the royal family and you listen to this podcast regularly, you will have seen or heard many, many references to the royal family over the years. Very subtle, I like to think, Will. Just little, <laughs> little treats and tidbits. Hello, Valerie. <laughs> <laughs> but what a beautiful interpretation of this Noel Gallagher track. 
Yes, and Noel has said um, that this is his favourite... I think he said favourite Oasis B-side. I don't think he said track of theirs in full. Um, But obviously highly regarded by him. Highly regarded by us just because I think of the connection with the TV show. But I I do love this interpretation. And um, now, of course, this takes pride of place on my winter playlists. Because of the John Lewis factor. Yeah, all the John Lewis songs get to go on my Christmas playlist. Well, the the extended one, then there's there's different variations. And Half a World Away, Aurora's version got to number 11 in the charts, which I'm quite confident is her highest charting track to date. So well done, lovey. Will, what have you got? So I am going to crank things up a bit with a dance remix. So this is uh, from... I went too far. This is the MK So that was the MK remix of I Went Too Far. Uh, MK, as ever, has delivered a very dance, club-friendly house remix, uh, as is the tradition. Yeah, just having a very quick peruse through some of his stuff and the name, of course, Pet Shop Boys stands out. He has remixed Can You Forgive Her, which we talked about recently on the very episode, uh, and also The Pop Kids, which, of course, we've talked about as well, but he's just worked with or remixed for so many icons, hasn't he? And yeah, this does not disappoint. I love the original, but uh, I actually love this one just as much. I think it, it just brings something new to to the song and to Aurora's sound. And what I love about MK remixes are they move with the times as well. So this is very much a dance track of now or of a few years ago, whereas the Pet Shop Boys remixes are very much then as well. So it's great to have a remixer who kind of moves and evolves as time goes on as well. And if you do like the sound of Aurora on a more dance track, uh, she appeared on three songs from Chemical Brothers' most recent album, No Drography. Do check them out. Ah, good tip. I'll be checking that out, actually. Yeah, very good. Thanks, Dan. We're out of time on our Aurora episode. And I can't believe we didn't mention the fact that Aurora during the 90s were a dance act who did uh, covers, including one of Duran Duran's Ordinary World. I can't believe that's only just come to me, but uh, that's for another time, maybe. So let us know what you think about Aurora uh, and this album at Track by Track UK, if you please. And if you have enjoyed this episode or any of the other recent episodes, do please take a few seconds to give us a rating and a review over on Apple Podcasts. Positive, please. Uh, Dan, can you give us a hint of a tease as to what's coming up next on Track by Track? We are going to be talking about the 10th anniversary of the 13th studio album by one of our favourite acts, but certainly my favourite act of all time. You've said too much. Oh, I'm sorry. So until next time, I've been Magnus Asurid Skarlstad. And I've been Janice Lippart. There's not much about me online, but I do write music. (laughs) You do like music. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye.
Well, no, the one that this featured in had that old man on the moon with a telescope. Quite creepy, actually. Yeah, a bit of a pervert. And you were actually taken away on New Year's Day one time, weren't you, Dan? Yes, after receiving a telescope for Christmas. (laughs) 